Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Thank you for standing by. This is the conference operator. Welcome to the Alexco Resource Corp. Second Quarter 2020 Conference Call and Webcast. As a reminder, all participants are in listen-only mode and the conference is being recorded. After the presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To join the question queue, you may press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you need assistance during the conference call, you may signal an operator by pressing star and zero. I would now like to turn the conference over to Katina Cordero, Director of Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Good morning. Today is Thursday, August 13, and I welcome you to the Alexco Resource 2020 Second Quarter Conference Call. This call is being webcast live and can be accessed through our website at alexcoresource.com. An archive of the call will be available later today on our website in the events and webcast section. Our website also contains our most recent news releases and our financial statements for the quarter ended June 30, 2020. All amounts mentioned today are in Canadian dollars unless otherwise indicated. Today, our chairman and CEO, Clint Nauman, will discuss our most recent quarterly results. He will be joined by our president, Brad Thrall, and our CFO, Mike Clark, during the question and answer period. Before we start, I remind everyone that some statements made today may constitute forward-looking information within the meaning of applicable securities laws. Past performance discussed today is not indicative of future results, and our business involves a number of risks that could cause results to differ from projection. Investors are encouraged to review the disclosures pertaining to risks that can be found in our most recent regulatory filings available on our website and on CEDAR and EDGAR. I will now leave you with Clint Nelman. Thank you, Katina. Um, the second quarter of 2020 marked a turning point for Alexco, a time when we finally received all of the permits and authorizations required to place our mines back in production. I'm going to keep this report relatively brief, as we're currently in that period where we're starting to spool up activities at site, the operations and achievements are pretty fluid, and it's our intention to have more regular updates coming out over the next, uh, over the next few months as we move through our capital construction process. And at the end of the day, I think your time's better spent with me answering your questions. With that said, the following are some of the highlights from Q2. As I mentioned, we received our draft and subsequently final renewed and expanded water use license for Keno Hill, which cleared the way for us to make a positive construction decision and take the final steps in our de-risking program, as well as secure the necessary funding to fully finance us through development in preparation for silver production and sales in the fourth quarter of 2020. We're actually well down that track and generally on schedule and on budget. Fortuitously or not, having made that decision and then finding ourselves in the middle of an appreciating silver market is a pretty interesting place to be. But make no mistake, our focus remains on the disciplined execution of our plan. Costs we can control, prices we do not control, 
And let's face it, price is really the return opportunity for our stakeholders, but only if we execute as promised. Talking about pricing, though, 2020 has been a year of extreme volatility in the silver markets. As you know, precious metal prices quickly stabilized following the sharp decline in March in parallel with the general market downdraft related to the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. During Q2, we saw a global move towards unprecedented fiscal stimulus in an effort to offset the economic damage caused by this protracted crisis. Precious metals have been extremely volatile over the last five months, fluctuating from multi-year lows for gold and silver to all-time highs for gold and a strong recovery for silver in August. During this week, we've witnessed some sharp price corrections both ways for both metals, but this doesn't change our approach and our belief that massive worldwide fiscal stimulus will ultimately generate a long-term devaluation of currencies and a flight to hard assets which bodes well for precious metals. In this scenario, silver, always the laggard, should outperform gold, and Alexco being one of the few primary silver producers with shares of one of the highest betas to silver <clears throat> is well positioned to generate significant value for our stakeholders going forward. With that, I'll spend a few minutes to highlight our, highlight our progress uh, since our last conference call in May of last year. With respect to COVID-19, um, as we intensify our, recruit, uh, our recruitment efforts and increase our workforce, our priority continues to be the wealth and safety of the communities in which we operate and our employees and contractors. We continue enforcing the strict prevention measures of our COVID-19 management plan, which is consistent with the guidelines of the Yukon government and the health officials. We will continue closely uh, monitoring uh, our situation with respect to the pandemic and will adjust our plans accordingly. On the financial and corporate front, our highlights in Q2 include the following. We, we reported a net loss of 12.2 million or 10 cents a share. The net loss is primarily a result of non-cash fair value loss on the embedded to derivative that we deal with associated with the Wheaton streaming agreement. We finished Q2 with cash and cash equivalents of 17.8 million and net working capital of 24.4 million and our restricted cash deposits at the end of the period were 2.9 million. Subsequent to quarter end on July 7th, we completed an equity financing and issued 10.9 million common shares at a price of $2.73 per share for gross proceeds of $30 million. With this transaction, we secured the funds necessary to complete our capital development program to bring our mines online. Our cash position as of today is approximately 45 million and we find ourselves with about another 20 million of development expenditures, including working capital, to be deployed before metal sales begin to offset our cash outflow. Also subsequent to quarter end, we entered into an agreement with Wheaton to amend and restate the streaming agreement, whereby Wheaton will continue to receive 25% of Kino Hill's silver production, but the production payment made by Wheaton will be based on a new, simpler formula that's linked to the silver price alone. And this abandons the concept of a grade price linkage with the Wheaton production payment. Overall, this is a good deal for Alexco as it enhances our downside hedge while also allowing us to, to, to participate in higher silver prices. 
On the operations front, we're making steady progress towards our goal of concentrate production in Q4 2020. Our focus is to continue to advance with recruitment and onboarding of Keno Hill operations of the Keno Hill operations workforce. The senior management team at Keno Hill is in place and key supervisors, operators, miners, and certified maintenance trades continue to be recruited with a current count of nearly 100 employees and contractors on board at Keno Hill. The majority of the contractors and service providers have partnership or joint venture arrangements in place with the First Nation of Nacho Nayaktan, and to date, over 90% of Keno Hill employees are from either the Yukon or British Columbia. A new underground mining fleet has started arriving on site, and delivery of the remaining equipment is on track to meet our planned production schedule. Underground activities are currently focused on the rehabilitation of the primary ramp and services installation at the Belkino mine. And in fact, we're drilling the first long haul stoke blocks uh, at, at that mine as we speak here on the 600 level. Delivery of ore from Belkino uh, to the mill is uh, on track for uh, Q4. Initial underground development at Flame and Moth will uh, recommence in uh, the coming days and is scheduled to reach the initial production levels in Q4. And finally, underground development at Birmingham is set to begin in September, reaching initial production levels in early Q1, 2021. The district mill upgrade is advancing as planned. A second tailings filter press, a second bore mill, two new concentrate regrind mills for lead and zinc concentrate, an improved fine ore feed system, and a crusher ventilation system that includes a new building enclosure around the existing primary crusher are being installed. This work is on track for mill commissioning and initial concentrate production and sales in Q4. Other surface construction projects, such as the expansion of the Flat Creek Camp and an updated administration complex and other maintenance and support facilities are currently underway with completion expected prior to mill commissioning and ramp up of mining operations during Q4. On the expiration front, uh, 2020 service expiration program, uh, which focuses exclusively on the Birmingham deep target, commenced in July with one drill and approximately 930 meters have been completed to date. A second drill is expected to be working in the next month or so and we expect to complete at least 4,200 meters of drilling this year and to follow up on the wide, and this drilling is you know, aimed at following up the wide high-grade mineralization at depth that we intercepted last year. To close, I'll reiterate that we're on track to restart Keno Hill in Q4. Our economics are sound. We have great ore deposits. We have oodles of exploration upside and a whole district at our disposal. Talking our own book, of course, but my opinion is that we're a winning value proposition in the primary silver space in a rising silver market. Once again, I'd like to thank all of our loyal shareholders for their patience and continued support. And with that, I'd like to ask the operator to open the call for questions. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad you will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue.
Once again, if you have a question, please press star then 1. The first question comes from <coughs> Lay Curry with Curry Partners. Please go ahead. Thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon, Clint. I uh, just wanted to get a feel from you. We haven't talked for a while. Give us a little review on not only how you've indicated some of the things about how COVID empire, I mean, COVID impacted the operations. What was the impact, and what continues to be the impact? on the First Nations, on their, all the people there, and how has that impacted their attitude uh, and uh, morale? Yeah, um, good afternoon, Lee. Uh, good to hear from you. I, I'm going to actually turn that over to Brad Thrall. Um, he has been in much closer contact with the uh, First Nations groups and the workforce um, in the more recent past than, uh, than I have. So, uh, Brad, do you want to to answer that for Lee? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> yeah, thanks, Lee. Um, maybe I'll start with just the general, I guess, status of, of COVID in the Yukon in general. There, you know, there have been uh, really relatively a few cases. I, I, I think uh, about 15 to be exact um, since uh, you know since March. Um, you know, of those cases, there hasn't been a, a single hospitalization. Um, and everyone is fully recovered. So, I mean, I think the Yukon has done a, a pretty good job in general in terms of kind of initially locking down. Um, it, uh, the Yukon now is in, in what we call phase three or what the, what the regulators are, are calling phase three, which has opened up some of the travel restrictions. So in terms of travel, there's, there's, a, there's a bubble um, jurisdiction now. It includes the Yukon, British Columbia, uh, NWT, and Nunavut. So, um, you know, employees and residents and within that bubble can travel freely in and out of the Yukon now with, without uh, an isolation requirement. So that certainly had a, a, a positive impact. Um, in terms of the community, um, you know, again, we, we, we certainly stay in close contact with, uh, with, with Mayo, both uh, at, the, at the mayor and council level, but uh, as importantly, the, the First Nation of Nacho Nayak Dunn, chief and council, um, and I think really, you know, with respect to the community, it's it's about you know trying to keep our employees you know out of the community. Um, you know, our camp is about uh, 50 kilometers away, so you know certainly on our rotation days, we you know we we try to limit any interaction. Um, you know, we obviously doing a lot of online uh, communication um, these days. Um, you know, we've, we've changed a number of our, I guess, lineup and in, in, in the way we do business at site to, 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 to keep some, some separation. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the, 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 I think the normal things that, uh, that you hear, at, hear about at, at most operations. So, so all in all, again, I think uh, UConn's, uh, it, it's doing well, but uh, we certainly are not going to let our guard down. And, uh, and, and again, I, you know, your question about, uh, about the communities is, uh, um, that is, is obviously front and center to how we how we manage uh, our operations. Thank you. It's very good. To, I'm glad to hear. I wasn't fully aware that the uh, travel in and out without a quarantine was uh, in place for uh, for employees of local companies. That's a big plus for y'all. Um, and and following up on that. How how difficult it is is it for you all to hire labor right now? Um, is this relatively a good job? Um, 
what are the what are the ideas and what who who are we competing with for uh for labor up there um yeah i can take that as well um no no absolutely i mean i think we've had we've had a real good success um to date in, in our recruiting efforts um you know certainly the yukon you know again it's a small jurisdiction you know less than 35,000 um uh, the people live in, in in the Yukon, so clearly, I mean, it's it's you know we can't supply our entire workforce just from the Yukon. There are two other active mining operations underway um, as well. Um, you know, so our recruitment efforts have have really been focused on on the Yukon and British Columbia, mainly again because of the you know the the lifting of the travel restrictions where BC residents um, do not have to uh, have to quarantine. Um, we've been very successful. Over 90% of our of our hires um, at Keno Hill are are from those two uh, jurisdictions. We you know so I, you know I think we're on we're on good track. And in terms of I mean you know um, you know recruiting efforts, you know and we're putting a lot of focus and and some capital into into expanding our camp, uh, bringing you know some new facilities. You know, a, a good place to, to to sleep and a good place to eat are are very important in terms of you know being competitive in 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 the north uh, with kind of a fly in flight fly out uh, uh, workforce. Thank you very much, and I also want to take this opportunity to uh, congratulate Clint for his uh, planning prowess and ability that he was able to finalize all the permits, all the preparatory work that he's been working on for the past several years to get all that done and approved just when the price of silver has taken up, taken off, gotten above $25. So congratulations on your good planning, and uh, we didn't realize you were that good of a forecaster of silver prices, Clint. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't quite know how to answer it was uh, it was fortuitous, and uh, um, but yeah, so you know the the runway here um, looks particularly good. But you know, like I say, we can only with us it's all about execution. We can control the costs. We can do nothing, you know, about prices. And uh, as I mentioned, the prices for the benefit of the stakeholder. Um, so uh, yeah, we're pretty excited and. Um, uh, and, and moving forward as as planned. Anyway, thanks, well, thanks for your comment. I, I think the shareholders are, are excited also. Congratulations. Thank you. The next question comes from Alan Mandel with Alan M Trading Company. Please go ahead. Oh, hi. This is Alan Mandel. Uh, Allen M. Trading Company in New York, and I wanted to echo the uh, comments and commendation from uh, our previous caller. Uh, could there be, or is has there been, uh, given the volatility in the foreign exchange markets, is there any material impact on the um, Canadian USD, uh, any material impact on earnings, or uh, could there be? Do you uh, plan for that? Yeah, that's a, that is a very good question. Um, yes, the answer is yes. Um, you know, we are uh, certainly you know one of the one of the greatest sensitivities on the financial side um, in the operations uh, that we anticipate here is the exchange rate. We are actively investigating and planning to you know offset that volatility. 
the actual method by which we do that has not been decided yet. I will sort of point out, though, I mean, here we are sitting, you know, in an environment with very strong precious metal prices, but the Canadian dollar is still relatively weak. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure, you know, how to interpret the fact that, you know, you've, you've seen oil prices, you know, go from, you know, well, in fact, zero you uh-huh. know, to 40 bucks or, or more. And, you know, there has not been what I would, um, you know, anticipate to be a very significant change in the exchange rate. So there's something different going on in the exchange rates. But the answer is yes. We're mindful of exchange rates. It does impact our business. Um, you know, the, the, general, the general wisdom is that if precious metal prices and base metal prices appreciate, um, you know, the Canadian dollar will also appreciate, but margins will be preserved. That does not seem to be the case at the present time. Um, that could be an anomaly. And we are, like I say, you know, actively looking um, at how to preserve our margins in a, in a, in a, in a volatile exchange rate environment. Yes, I'm sure it's challenging. Okay, thank you for the update. Thank you. This concludes the question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Clint Noman for any closing remarks. Uh, Thank you, operator. Uh, In Keno Hill, we have a world-class primary silver historic district in a tier one jurisdiction with significant potential to grow that's coming online in a strong precious metals environment. We're fully funded production and we're on track to start concentrate production and sales in Q4. I look forward to reporting on our mill commissioning and mining operations in November when we discuss our Q4 results and as we become Canada's only primary silver mine. Until then, Thank you, and have a good day. And I turn this back to Katina to close out the call. Thank you. Thank you, Clint. This concludes our call. You've made us connect now. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.